Sally Cup and welcome to another episode of the MMA Monday here for the Funkit Pod. Back in your life and as always, don't forget this is the only MMA podcast in the world that is not sponsored by Manscaped. You're welcome. <laughs> Alright, the one and only the original MMA Monday back in your life as I just said and there, has, there haven't been many MMA events that we should be discussing this past weekend. However, the combat sports world is... A bus, if that's a thing. <laughs> um, you all, you all witnessed it. You heard it. You saw it on IG, on TikTok, whatever. Um, Triller put on another show. <laughs> oh God! Um, so the co-main event of the boxing extravaganza that Triller put on was Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz, two MMA legends fighting now, uh, clashing in the square circle and to start things off perfect, perfectly, Tito Ortiz, as you probably heard, missed weight by five pounds, so I think that's why he had to forfeit 20% of his purse to Anderson Silva, but it didn't really matter, the fight went, uh, went on anyways, and first round, Anderson Silva, the spider at its best, just like in his last bout against Travis Jr., He's luring his opponent, in this case Tito Ortiz, um, in, into the corner, like Anderson is in the corner, moving around, like head movement, head movement, head movement, Ronda Rousey's watching, uh, makes, uh, makes him miss, makes his opponent miss, and Tito Ortiz swinging wildly, doesn't really land anything, and then Anderson Silva just like pivots out of the corner, gives him a nice hook, then hits him one more time, and that sends Tito Ortiz to the canvas, and that leads Anderson Silva to his second professional boxing victory via knockout. Good job, Anderson Silva. He looks, he's 46 and looks really good. Like, he seems like he's taking his training seriously. He does not look like Vito Belfort, meaning he looks all natural. So, good job, Anderson Silva. Like, respect. Very well done. I wasn't sure if I want to see him, but then, of course, his last boxing match was really good against uh, Chavez Jr., and now this was like, he didn't break a sweat there, so fantastic. I think afterwards he said he's going to, he's open to fighting Logan Paul, Jake Paul, everybody, um, but everybody calls out the Paul brothers, like, e even the loser of this bout... Tito Ortiz is like, hey, Logan Paul, we both lost our last fights, how about we go at it? What? What a desperate cash grab that is, Tito Ortiz. Go back to being a politician. <laughs> and this is like, this like pol political style cash grab right there. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe he got hit too hard by Anderson Silva. Like, yeah. Desperation. Speaking of desperation, the main event. <laughs> TRT, Vito is back, Vito Belfort. And as Michael Bisping put it, He's, he hit puberty again. He's got more muscles again and those spots on his back are back too. <laughs> I wonder why. We all wonder why. Um, so Tito, uh, Tito, TRT Vitor fought Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield, you know, the legend, the boxing legend. He fought Mike Tyson. He fought the who is who, but he's 58 years old. How can you let a 58-year-old grandfather step into a freaking boxing ring with a TRT-fueled machine? That is ridiculous. 
And it did. It didn't just sanction California. So they moved the whole event to Florida, I believe. Pfft, like whoever sanctioned this bout, it's, it's ridiculous. And I know it's just an exhibition bout. But what um, TRT Vitor did there was no exhibition. He went out there and he was swarming Holyfield and just put him on and just knocked him out and like TKO'd him in the first round. This was ridiculous. I'm a fan of combat sports. This was ridiculous. This is just for the money and this was. Triller should be ashamed of himself for, for putting this this match on. This is no one no no one should ever watch any thriller fights again just because of that thriller. That is not cool. That was ridiculous. And of course, freaking TRT Vitor goes on the mic, calls out the Paul brothers. Like Jake Paul, I'm gonna whoop your ass, I'm gonna show you who's your daddy. Oh, this is so freaking annoying. By now. If this would happen, I would root for any of the Paul brothers to shut up this guy. Ridiculous, but I hope none of the Paul brothers is ever gonna fight on Triller again, right? It's, like this whole thing is just ridiculous. Like the fights that Triller puts on are ridiculous. Like this one is the main event, what the hell? I, I, I really hope Holyfield is okay. Um, the show around it, the, com the alternative commentary by Donald Trump, you kidding me? I mean, it's it's funny, but what the hell? Um, yeah, so oh, I oh, I hated it. I'm happy for Anderson Silva. Please, Anderson Silva, go to Showtime Boxing or whatever. Leave Triller alone, and the rest was just this like the the TRT Vitor thing. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Okay, let's move on. Let's let's not give him any more PR on my small little podcast. Um, what else has been in new? Well. When I'm prepared for this podcast today, I saw the news of Conor McGregor at the VMAs getting like in a scuffle with Machine Gun Kelly. Why? I, I don't know why. Like on his tweet, he's like his PR lady said he doesn't know my Machine Gun Kelly. But then why do we get in like this scuffle? I don't I don't, I don't understand. But McGregor, um, as Dr. How do I pronounce his name? Bo, Bo, Bo Hightower on Instagram, the famous... Uh, neckcracker physical therapist and so on of the stars uh, put it uh, great team but great work by the team of physical therapists and doctors uh, of Connor his leg moves very well already like when he tried to kick Machine Gun Kelly um, I don't care much more about Machine Gun Kelly um, Megan Fox on the other hand <laughs> I would understand if McGregor would try to be close to her but Machine Gun Kelly is not really I don't know I mean yeah whatever uh, Masvidal was tweeting like Triller, make it happen McGregor versus Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> uh, yeah no also Machine Gun Kelly is so skinny and the way he moved like when he went to the WWE for like a few guest appearances nah. I mean, he, he took a nice bump there but still uh, yeah, let's move on from all the gossip let's move on to what, what's gonna what's gonna happen this week in MMA and there's not that much as well but the two main promotions are putting on some shows we have another UFC fight night in the UFC Apex in Las Vegas headlined by Anthony the Lionheart Smith I was about to say the commentator because he's doing such a great job on commentary I'm not sure if he's gonna do a, such a great job in the squared circle. It's not the squared circle. In the octagon, the squared circle podcast coming tomorrow. <laughs> um, so Anthony Smith versus Ryan Span. Ryan Span was all mad, like according to like Ariel Havani's show. Like when his, after his last fight, he was like calling out Anthony Smith and being like all mad at him. Like Anthony Smith said, 
whatever, man. I was just laughing at it, whatever. Um, yeah, Anthony Smith, Anthony Smith is still ranked six, uh, while Ryan Spann is 11th, I believe. Hmm. So Anthony Smith always beats the guy he's supposed to beat, and then he struggles with the big names, right? So I think Ryan Spann is a guy that Anthony Smith is supposed to beat, but now with Anthony Smith doing more like media stuff and so on, who knows if he still like has enough time to put in the work to work out answer. I mean, we're all getting older, so that's, that's tough. Um, I would assume that, that Anthony Smith just uses his veteran skills, I, I, would, I would call it like this uh, in this case, to probably, I don't know, edge out a decision or maybe like a late stoppage um, via Ryan Span. But Ryan Span, I always, like not always, but many times I picked against him and then he just surprised me. So... And I'm not surprised anymore when he wins. <laughs> but I would simply assume that Smith could edge this one out. Uh, Co-main is Ion Kudelaba versus Devin Clark. Will we see another freaky walkout or weigh-in? Like this dude, he spent too much energy on the weigh-ins and the walkouts and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> not gonna, not gonna be excited for his fights anymore. Uh, last few times was too disappointing. Uh, he's he's aggressive though, so give it give it to him. Um, Devin Clark, both both not ranked by the way. Uh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, like if Ian Kulilaba gets his way, goes out swinging wildly and so on, then he gets it done in the first round. If not, he's probably gonna lose again. And we also have Jim Miller versus Nicholas Motta, and I wanted to talk about Jim Miller's fight. Um, then I checked on UFC website right now, and Nicholas Motta doesn't even have a profile picture. That's how. That's how serious the UFC takes it. So if you don't have a profile picture, I can talk about you. Blame the UFC. Same thing goes for Ariana Lipsky's uh, opponent, Mandy Bohm. And I mean, of course, I would have picked Ariana Lipsky anyways, no matter who she's fighting, what she's doing. It's always Ariana Lipsky, of course. Call me. Um, <laughs> but also, Mandy Bohm also does not have um, a profile picture. Someone who has a profile picture, though, is Joaquin Buckley. So Joaquin Buckley is back in action against Antonio Arroyo. Um, Joaquin Buckley, we remember the, the highlight knockout last year, but then he didn't really build upon that anymore. I think it was against Impa Kasangani, if I'm not mistaken. But ever since, he didn't really build upon that. So let's see if he can deliver uh, impressive performance. Not, not such a knockout, of course, but like another impressive performance. That would be kind of cool to see. Um, he got, he's, he's got all the, the tools, of course. So let, let's, let's see if he can use it. Speaking of the guy that he knocked out, Impa Kasangana is also back in action on this very card. In the prelims, though, he's taking on Carlston Harris, who's got a profile picture, but who, I have to admit, I haven't seen fighting just yet. So I can't really say much about it. Um, but like from the interviews and everything, Impact Sangenai seems to have his head in the right place, but maybe Carlson Harris does, does too, so I can't really pick anything here. So that's the UFC Fight Night coming up. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of either Smith or Span, which means I can just sit back, relax, and just watch it, and just hope that the best man actually wins. And interesting to note here also, we just... With this event, now this coming weekend, then we're just one week away from Volkanovski versus Ortega. The two tough coaches that did the worst job ever 
in selling the latest tough episode because <laughs> I'm so not interested. I haven't watched anything tough, was not interested at all, and I'm not interested in seeing them fight. Uh, I don't care who wins. I just hope the winner loses to Max. That that's just about it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, all right. What do we? What else do we have? Well, the next one after this is going to be Santos versus Walker. Um, they could. They probably both going to get injured uh, at the same time, but more on this than when when it actually comes closer. Okay. We also have one Bellator event uh, happening this weekend. And let's be honest, there's only one bout on the card that we are all interested in. And this one bout that we are all interested in is obviously Christian Edwards versus Ben Parrish. And I'm kidding, of course. Um, but no, no offense towards Christian Edwards or Ben Parrish, of course. Christian Edwards, who, by the way, is 5-0, and oh, so respect. Um, but the fight that we are all looking forward to is, of course, Phil Davis versus Yo Romero. It's Yo Romero's first fight for Bellator since he had to withdraw from the tournament due to health issues or whatever it was. Uh, so he didn't fight in, um, in the tournament. So now this is his first time under the Bellator banner taking on Phil Davis. Phil Davis, who's, by the way, 22 and 6. Romero's record, and I didn't know that, is 13 and 5. So it's not, not that super impressive. I mean, it's very good. It's just not that super impressive. I thought it would be like, because he's so old. You know, I thought he had like 100 fights or so. Um, they both will fight at 205 pounds. So Yo Romero went up a, a weight class compared to a few, his UFC run, right? In the UFC, he fought at like 185. Now he fights at 205. Let's see how he does there. I can only imagine. Do you remember how jacked and how many muscles he had at 185? Now 20 pounds more. Oh my God, he's going to come out as like the Hulk. It's going to be only, you're only going to see only muscle. No more, no more face from Yo Romero. It's only muscles everywhere. Um, so he takes on Phil Davis, who has a slight reach, a uh, height advantage. I would assume also reach. Bellator, uh, Bellator website doesn't say that. But if it's like, like three inches in height. God, guys, you really need to start using the metric system. So three inches. It's like... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, Phil Davis, I mean, he's, he's a really good fighter, like a really good fighter, um, but this needs to, like, I mean, as you always think about your role, I was about to say, Joel Romero needs to understand this is his last chance for, like, to go on a run. If he loses this one, no one wants to see, like, him getting a title shot or anything, because he just lost, so he has to win the thing, a pair, uh, or, or, like, in, a, in an emphatic fashion, and then we can talk about Yo Romero getting a title shot some down, somewhere down the line, even though he didn't participate in a tournament. If he loses this one, that's it. However, we said the same thing about him when he fought Stylebender in the UFC, right? We're like, this is his last shot. This is going to be his last fight. He needs to go all out, kick Stylebender's ass, go in, go for broke, put it all on the line, and he didn't do anything. He played it super safe, and he lost. And that was very disappointing. So, similar situation right now, even though it's the first fight of Bellator, but you need to start in an impressive way. If he doesn't do it, it's probably all over already. Right? No one's going to want to see him anymore. Now the question is, will he do it? Will he come out like the old yo, like flying knees, jumping, whatever, pressure, 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 or is it going to be like the new yo, the calm one, the one who waits and waits and waits? And it's kind of like the Tyron Woodley approach, right? Just wait for this one 
swing, this one flying knee that you can that you can throw or whatever um, to finish the fight. So is it gonna be the old Yol or is it gonna be Tyrone? That's the question. So I'm hoping to see exciting Yol Romero and then he's gonna lo love Phil Davis again, I love you. <laughs> but I'm afraid that that, that Yol Romero is gone. So I might actually even pick Phil Davis. Because Phil Davis is just more consistent, I think. Let me know what you think. Um, that's, yeah. I can't even believe I'm picking against her. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, lo siento, mi amigo. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> you, and you, you disappointed me too many times, y'all. I have to move on. Um, Co-main event is Neiman Gracie versus Mark Lemminger. Um, Neiman Gracie stands at 10-2, Mark Lemminger at 12-3. Mm. That's the one crazy that no one really knows. I'm sorry. Please don't. Please don't ankle pick me or something like this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know Mark Lemminger to to be honest. So uh, I mean, Neiman Gracie well, has been all right. I I, I guess. I mean, he talked a lot of lot of not trash. It kind of trash though when, when he first started. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna run through everyone, and he didn't really run through everyone. Mm. I don't know. I'm I'm guessing they wanted him to be like. Or they're gonna build him up even more, so I'm guessing it's a fight that he can win. But uh, no disrespect to Mark Lemming, so I, I don't know the guy, so I can't really say much. Just like for, for most uh, others on the card. So, like I said, most prolific fight is definitely Phil Davis versus Joel Romero. Let me know what you think. Who's gonna win here? That's it already, because there's no one, there's no BKFC. <laughs> no, we're missing BKFC. There's no PFL until October. So, that's it with the events for this weekend, uh, this coming weekend. UFC Fight Night in the Apex, Smith with a span uh, headlining this, and Bellator 2-6 something with uh, Phil Davis versus Yo Romero. Um, yeah, doing or uh, running with this, um, main eventing this, that's what I wanted to say. That's about it for this week. I was thinking if I should go into one championship because they had some controversial stuff um, out there, like they had the last event that we reviewed, and now after that, then they actually reviewed one of the controversial fights between Denis Samwanga and Seo Ham. I hope I got the name right. Um, because Ham won and everybody and their grandma thought actually Denise Samwanga should have won. Um, so they reviewed it, they, the committee, whatever it is, they're not, they're not saying it, reviewed it, but they said, okay, um, we stick with the, with the decision. Okay, fair enough, I guess. It was, it's just a bit weird how this is all set up. And then the CEO of, of, of one championship, Chatri Sitiodong, was on um, the South China Morning Post for an interview. And he struggled, like, for real. He struggled a lot, like, answering questions about the committee. and was, Even though the interviewer was really nice to him, actually, because um, they have, like, this working cooperation relationship there. So, but maybe go into more detail for in, in regards to one championship. Then next week, when we preview the next one event, which is called Revolution, I believe. Uh, so let's just do, keep this for next week. And this week, we stick with UFC and Bellator. So let me know what you think. Who's gonna win? Anthony Smith is he gonna go on on another run? Ryan Spann is he gonna maybe end Anthony Smith's in octagon career? Uh, what do you think? Yo Romero, Phil Davis, who's, who takes it there? Will Yo Romero have an impact, make an impact on the Bellator roster? Is it just like another freak edition? Let me know what you think here. Also, what, what did you think about 
thriller <laughs> and make mcgregor's like craziness again shout out as always on social media at funkypod in the comments uh, don't forget to like share subscribe rate this thing that really helps um to get found by others so leave a rating wherever you can uh google podcasts apple podcasts wherever you listen to spotify go out into the world yell i love the funkypod that also helps already so thank you very much for this um we'll be back next week with a longer episode again because then there will be more events and more things to discuss of course so until then stay safe take care and i'll see you soon Sorry, cap.